Hey, this is Matthew West, and you're listening to the Christian Music Guys podcast. On today's show, we sit down with Matthew West. Matthew is releasing a double album this Friday called My Story, Your Glory. Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys podcast, the podcast for Christian music fans by Christian music fans. Jesse, are you a Chick-fil-A fan? Oh, man, that question cannot be answered. Um uh, or responded to loudly enough. Yes, to say the le- very least, yes, I'm a fan of Chick-fil-A. Well, uh, Chick-fil-A recently announced they are jumping on the plant-based bandwagon. Uh, the chain announced uh, this past Thursday that it is testing its first plant-based entree. Could you guess what it is? <laughs> um. I mean, I would assume it'd be some kind of fake chicken. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> it is testing their um, their their famous original chicken sandwich with a breaded cauliflower sandwich. Um, they're testing it in markets in Denver, Charleston, South Carolina, and in North Carolina. Uh, and the test actually began today. So they're testing it in those markets says Chick-fil-A said its culinary team spent four years developing the sandwich after guests told the chain they wanted to add more veggies to their diets. Chick-fil-A tested mushrooms, chickpeas, and chopped veggies, formed into patties, but kept returning to the cauliflower for its mild flavor. Like Chick-fil-A's signature chicken sandwich, the cauliflower steak is marinated, breaded, pressure cooked, and then served on a bun with, of course, the two pickle slices. Uh, and then it's talking about recently how Burger King did the Impossible Whopper, Starbucks is doing the Impossible Breakfast Sandwich, and then McDonald's recently is debuting a McPlant Burger. Gross. Mm-hmm. Oh. But this Chick-fil-A cauliflower sandwich, I uh, say, is blasphemy. And Chick-fil-A, stay in your lane, bro. You do chicken really well. Please don't add cauliflower. I mean, like, come. I mean, let's I guess they could say, it- Jesse... We didn't invent cauliflower, but the cauliflower sandwich. Listen, <laughs> l- let's just hope it stays in those markets because here's the thing. When I go to Chick-fil-A, I don't want to be surrounded by vegetarians. And here's <laughs> and here's my question. I have nothing against vegetarians, right? Whatever. It's fine. But it's Chick-fil-A. It's literally a chicken sandwich. If you're a vegetarian, it's a chicken sandwich restaurant. If you're a vegetarian, why are you going there? Why why do they have to make a sandwich? French fries. Why do they have to? Okay, so that's right. <laughs> if I went to an all vegetarian restaurant, I'm not going to go. Where's my meat option? You know what I mean? Like, um, I love vegetarians. I have nothing wrong with vegetarians, but to me, it's just kind of silly. Like, let's make a vegetarian dish when we are a chicken restaurant. Stay in your lane, Chick Fil A. Be the good old Christian chicken sandwich that you've always been. You'll still be good. You'll still make lots of money. The drive-through will always be packed. And I will always be a happy camper. You know, Chick-fil-A is not the first chicken company that has gone over to the plant-based side. Uh, KFC actually, I believe like a year ago, did like nuggets, I want to say. or And and look what happened to them. <laughs> we, lo- we love the Colonel. <laughs> the one, one mile away from my house, there's a Chick-fil-A or a, a Kentucky Fried Chicken that closed last month. If that tells you anything, Chick-fil-A, stay away from the plant-based stuff. You have fries, just, that's enough. I'm just saying, I, I don't know. I like cauliflower, but if you want cauliflower, go buy it at the store. 
Well, um, and the thing is, is they said that they they're responding to customers, um, you know, saying, "Hey, we want more veggies in our diet." Okay, well, make put more veggies on the menu, but why do you got to try to imitate the perfect chicken sandwich with cauliflower? <laughs> I mean, it's like put put mushrooms on there, put some fried okra on your thing, or whatever, you know, green beans, whatever. But come on. Come on. That's gross. No, not like a green bean sandwich. I mean, like, add some sides of vegetables, you know. Put, put now, this is going to be this. Um, we might lose some listeners after I say this, but I'm just, I'm, I said what I said and I'm going to say it. I love Chick fil A, but at the same time, there's two different chicken sandwiches from other restaurants that kill a Chick fil A sandwich. All right, you're going to make me upset. Don't even say it because you're already wrong. I'll tell you that right now. The, the first one is Popeye's. Wrong. And the second oh is, wrong. is Bojangles. Wrong. Oh, my no. gosh. You are so wrong. Their chicken sandwiches taste like butter. Like, they are, are so good. They're twice the size of a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. And they're the same price. So, you pay... For the same price and you get more yeah and, but you know what happens when you go and bojangles has those thick cut pickles on their sandwich you know what you do what happens when you go to those places you wait in the drive-thru for 45 minutes you get rude service where they go five dollars or whatever and they hand it listen let's just say the last time i went to a popeyes to get something i swore i was like i'm never coming back i don't care how good the chicken is this service compared to chick-fil-a is like a night and day difference you know, night and day difference. So if I could, if I could pick like, okay, so like the Popeye's chicken sandwich with Chick-fil-A fries and then a Chick-fil-A lemonade. See what I'm saying? Like I'm still you're picking a, you're Chick-fil-A a Luke stuff. War- you're a lukewarm man. You need to pick one side. You're either hot or cold, bro. You're either on this thing or off this thing. I'm vomit you out, man. I'm telling now, you right something now. else Chick-fil-A has, bro, is their frozen coffee. Have you had that? I've had everything on the menu at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And then I love their uh, tortilla soup. That's really good, too. But with that said, Chick-fil-A. Don't do the cauliflower Chick-fil-A. No, 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 no. No. It's very gross. Very disgusting. And would you, like, smear Chick-fil-A sauce all over it just to try to get away from the cauliflower taste or something? Let's just say I don't even want to think about it. It's upsetting. <laughs> I wonder too. Plant based is probably going to be more money because of all the. It's not just cauliflower. Like if you look at the Impossible Whopper from Burger King, Jesse, there's like 85 ingredients in it. When their burger is just 100 percent beef, and then you're going to pay for an Impossible Whopper plant based, which has literally so many ingredients in it, and you have no idea what you're eating. You know, if God wanted. Cauliflower on a Chick-fil-A sandwich, he would have made cauliflower taste like chicken, but he didn't. He made cauliflower taste like cauliflower, and God knew what he was doing when he made it. So I just trust God, and I trust the original. Amen to that. Ushers, come forward. (laughs) Our guest today is um, our first two-time guest, Jesse. Two-time. Two-time guest. Matthew J. West. Yes. Matthew J. West. Yeah. He, uh, go ahead, Jesse. Tell him about Matthew J. West. Matthew J. West is what he would have been called if he would have started his career just slightly sooner when Stephen Curtis Chapman and Michael W. Smith uh, were kind of kicking off. 
um, you know, the whole three name, middle initial thing was pretty cool. So, uh, but thankfully he just stuck with Matthew West to make it a little easier for everybody. But we talk about that. And we play a fun little game with him, a 90 CCM edition game to see, to test his skills of how well he knows his hits. Um, and we we'll, I guess you will find out here in a few if uh, he passed, uh, if he did good on that test. This Friday, February 17th, My Story, Your Glory, 22 song double album. Uh, the first one is um, Matthew West album, like the stories that he turns into songs. And then the second one is more of a worship full type um, album. And it's great. Check out this interview with Matthew. Well, Matthew, thank you. Our second, our two time guest matthew west thank you so much for taking the time and chatting with us today how many guests have you had multiple times like am i the first one to be here twice or you're the only one that has not learned your lesson yeah wow (laughs) well that's pretty cool that's pretty cool that i'm uh two time here so thank you i I only uh, i have so many people i want to thank um my mom who never stopped believing in me and uh, yeah there you go. That's, that's pretty cool. and you guys that's it yeah 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 so i didn't uh, I, didn't, I didn't hear you thank tw though who's tw torn wells. <laughs> oh torn wells oh yeah i'm not thinking <laughs> i owe him nothing yeah so uh a few weeks ago you posted on your socials this uh wonderful picture of you playing basketball in high school and you were having a spiritual moment. You were talking about God's grace and uh, you know, leading up to your book and you taught, you said you talked about this, you know, this time in your life where you played basketball and then you had people not going to name any names, but Mark Hall uh, commented and said, well, I'm blind now. And then someone else named Colton Dixon, never heard of him, but he chimed in and also said, this is the best photo ever. And with a laughing emoji. So the time where you're trying to be spiritual, Matthew, you have your friends. Well, we thought they were your friends, you know, like talking about your legs and, and, you know, all this nonsense. And so how, how have you been dealing with that? I don't even know if you've seen those comments. No, it's funny. I never even like, I don't look at the comments and, uh, but I should have expected that my friends would, uh, oh yeah. Mark Hall said, (laughs) oh, somebody said, my friend said, this is the best photo you've ever posted. I just think people, here's the thing. Like I've never wanted to be a stumbling block for people. And I think, you know, that's why I've never posted pictures with shorts this short. But, you know, uh, this was this was high school and that was how short the shorts were back then. Um, so Dukes look, that was a thing, you know. Yeah. If people are going to give me a hard time about it, I, you know, I don't know what else to say. I think they're just intimidated by, gosh, he's a musician, but he's also a world class athlete, too. You know what I mean? I think. I mean, yeah. If and you were playing Mark- ball, man, you probably would have passed LeBron up. I mean, just saying. Yeah, yeah. I led the um, I led the team in one category that year, and that was fouls. That was literally not points, not rebounds, but how many times I I committed a foul. That's it. <laughs> I think if you if you had uh, if Mark wants to put up a picture of him in high school, probably be in black and white. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> 
because he's old. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can't joke like that because I'm old. So, oh, but yeah, the uh, you know that that definitely seemed to get a reaction from from the uh, Christian music community. That's wonderful, <laughs> and it's a, it's it's a help to not take yourself too seriously. Um, yeah, yeah. I tell that story in my. The reason I posted that picture was because. There's a story in my book about being the disgrace of Downers Grove, which Downers Grove is the town where I grew up. And I fouled out of a basketball game and then I uh, said a, a bad word out loud in, in front of the whole gymnasium. And then I so I fouled out and then I got a technical foul and got kicked out of the game mm-hmm. Had to go to the locker room. But the coach like was so mad at me and he screamed at me in front of everybody and he said, you're a disgrace to this team. You're a disgrace to this school. I'll never forget. And he goes, and you're a disgrace to the whole town of Downers Grove. That's what he said. And I was like, I mean, that crushed me. And I got sent to the locker room. And, you know, so obviously the chapter is about grace. And, but how it, I talk about how heavy those three letters are uh, that the enemy tries to put in front of the word grace D I S and, uh, Mm. try to help people find their way. What are you the disgrace of? What has the enemy made you believe that, uh, you're a disgrace about? And, uh, would you dare to believe that God loves you enough to, to take the heavy weight of those three letters off and, uh, to discover what grace is, uh, forget about being a disgrace. Yeah. But yeah, that picture. So it wasn't just a goofy picture of me in short shorts. There was actually some, some, you know, some. There were spiritual legs to it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, that was. Uh, all right, so Matthew, you have a new album coming out, uh, coming up in a couple on the seventeenth, right? Yeah. Oh, physical copies. Love those lyric booklets that that nobody gets anymore. But yeah. And here's the thing about it. It's one, two. Double album. Those were always the best ones. Those were always the best ones. Yes, I know. It feels good. So 22 songs. Tell us about it. Uh, My story, your glory, uh, how this came together in the heart behind it a little bit. Yeah, so, I mean, I've always been a prolific songwriter. When I'm not writing songs for my record, I'm writing songs with, you know, lots of my friends in Christian music. And I've kind of considered myself an everyday songwriter instead of just a seasonal one. You know, I'm not just making a record and then coming back to songwriting two years later. And so I always have more songs on hand than I can actually usually release. And when the pandemic hit, I had even more time to dedicate to the songwriting because most of our concerts were canceled for a year and a half. So I, and it also, the other thing that happened was my last album came out just before the world shut down on February 14th of 2020. And so because of the pandemic, everything kind of got delayed so I've never gone three years between album releases before, and that's what's happened here. So all of that combined led me to kind of go, what do I do with all of these songs? I don't want to just put out 11 songs. There's more songs that I'm excited about. And uh, I, I had this concept for an idea called My Story, Your Glory, 
that sort of splits in half. My story is album one. Your glory is album two. And uh, the first album is is songs where I'm sharing the story of my life and the story of people who've inspired me uh, these last few years. And then Your Glory is kind of my first ever worship record. And every song is a worshipful response to how God is at work in the stories of our lives. So my story, Your Glory, 22 songs. And uh, I hope people like it, man. You know, I like it. So I, I got to just, these days I'm learning to like, I don't want to like, I want to feel the achievement of finishing something and let that yeah. be a cause for celebration, even yeah. before, even before like, you know, subjective opinions speak in, you know? Yeah. So the, and and I love the title. Is it, would it be called the title song? The album title song? Yeah. Yeah. Like the title track for sure. Yeah. So my story, your glory. I love how you place it in the chorus about, you know, my story, your glory, my pain, your purpose, my mess, your message. Uh, tell us how now knowing that how you said the first CD is basically my, your story and then the second is all for his glory. Tell us how how that how that song came about and writing it. And were you even thinking about like, you know, CD one and CD two at that time? Or did that kind of come from that I really was I um so I have a nonprofit ministry that my dad and my mom help run with me and um it's a ministry about the power of the story that God is writing with each of our lives and one of our like big kind of things that we say and just as a ministry like we always encourage people it's your story for his glory and I do a podcast as well and at the end of every episode, I found myself saying, you know, like kind of as a sign off, like, hey, thanks for joining me today. Remember, go make the most of the one shot you get at this life. And remember, it's your story for his glory. And I would say that week after week. And I, I just kept thinking about that. I'm like, man, I've never really written that. Years ago, I had a song called Next Thing You Know. And there's a line in the song that says, what's your story about his glory You've got to find your place in the history of grace. But I'd never written that song, My Story, Your Glory. Yeah. And so I wrote it while I was on tour, actually with Casting Crowns. We were doing a tour like a year and a half after it had been canceled from COVID. And I wrote that song and I started to think about this double album. But I wanted like, when I find a concept for an album, I kind of feel like it's um, it's the umbrella idea like that big idea and then everything else falls in underneath that thematically and so once I wrote my story or glory I was like that's it that's yeah. the umbrella statement and I wanted it to be an anthem that kind of captured the heart of both albums that we were going to write so when you listen to the bridge of my story your glory it opens up into kind of this worship moment yeah. which is to kind of foreshadow what the your glory album is going to be but then the the DNA of that song is like it's kind of Springsteen. It's kind of like a, you know, singer songwriter. Like I just wanted it to be anthem mission statement. Here we go. Yeah. First song of the record that really sets the tone for the whole project. Yeah. That's really good. <clears throat> One song that, that I really like on the album is you changed my name and the part where you say, now I don't have to answer to any name that the enemy tries to call me. I don't have to answer to any name but chosen child of God. And 
I think about that line and, and all the times in our walk with Christ that the enemy will try to tell us, you know, we're not, we're not good enough or we're not worthy and we're not, we're not this and that. And then that's where, you know, sometimes when we're down in our faith, you know, the enemy can, can slip in and, and calls, call us these things. And so, um, but we are chosen. We are a child of God. And so can you tell our listeners about you changed my name? Yeah, it's, um, if your listeners listen to Christian music for any amount of time, they might know another song of mine called hello. My name is, and never heard of it. It, <laughs> it was like, kind of like, it's like my probably maybe one of my biggest songs and it is all yeah. about identity. And it's all about mm-hmm. like the, the battle for, for our identity. And I've always seen the way that song like has resonated with people. And I, I guess in a weird way, I feel like you changed my name is like a worship version of that song. If that makes any sense. Like it feels like they're cousins in a way, you know, Mm um, I I actually feel like it's a very timely message as we're living in a world that is obsessed with like claiming the power to decide your identity recreate your identity, flip your identity upside down, give yourself your own pronouns and all these things. Like, I feel like we're just living in, you know, in a world that when we look anywhere other than God to identify as we try to become our own gods and say, no, I'm this, I I was, regardless of how I was created, I'm denying that. And I'm going to be this or whatever it might be, let alone the, the battle that we have on a spiritual level where, um, you know, we're tempted to believe false names and false identities because we allow the things we've done in our lives or the struggles we've had to be the definition of us. And, uh, and so this song is just really like a, it's a testimonial song of like, here's what my name used to be, but here's what God says my name is now. And it's a celebration of that. And it's kind of telling Satan, like, get behind me. Uh, you're not the one who gets to fill in my name tag anymore. Um, you know, throughout scripture, there's, there's some powerful examples of, of God changing the name of a person and that representing the newness of life and their feet on a new path. And, uh, man, that's victory. You know, that's a victory anthem. Yeah. And I think it's so cool, man. You're like the concept of this album, you know, like you're, you're kind of hitting on, you know, what Christ has done for us and us kind of you know, coming into that realization, I think the only response is his glory and worshiping him. So I think it's really cool that, you know, it, you're leading it into worship. Uh, yeah, I love the concept behind it, man. Uh, so, hey, Matthew, the last time you were here with us, uh, we played a game with you called Favorite Things. And uh, you told us a little bit about your favorite things. So, what we're, But we also talked about uh, classic old school Christian CCM music, you know, and you kind of humble bragged about how you know everything there is to know about uh, classic CCM. So uh, we'd like to kind of have a, a little game with you where we're going to say the lyrics of a song from, these are from the nineties. The first, the first few are okay. going to be easier. Uh, and what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll give the first few, few lyrics, a couple lines. And if you can finish the last line of the song, first two, yeah. Uh, yeah, first couple lines, and then you'll finish it and let us know who the artist is and what the name of the song is. Sound sound good? Okay. Okay, yeah, but first, since you guys think you're experts, here's my question. <laughs> Listen, the only expert we have ever is been, Jacob. 
Okay. Here's what I want to know. Has there ever been a Christian artist that's done a double album? I feel like I had you some know. back in the day. Did Jars of Clay have one, Jacob? If if I had to Jars of Clay had one called Furthermore. It was a live album and then it was like another album with like their older songs, but like um like reimagined. More acoustic. Yeah. And then they had some newer songs on that album. So yeah, they had a two disc album. I was hoping um, I was the only one. <laughs> like I, I, I still wonder if there's has anybody ever in Christian music ever put out twenty two new songs, no like additional versions of the same song. That's what I want to find out. So that's your homework as the there you go. Christian Music Guys podcast. I need you to do that homework, and I need you to let me know if I'm the first ever. Okay, now okay. we can get to your game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So like Jesse said, the first two are easy. And then the then the third one, we're gonna have to just give you a few lyrics, and then you're gonna have to finish them. So okay, all right, let's see if I got it. The first one is, <clears throat> there is a voice. Should we sing it or should we just no? Sing just it? just I'm say it. Just it. say it. I think. <laughs> Matthew's the singer. We're not. Uh, there is a voice calling. Keep walking. You're not alone in this world. Um, uh, where there is faith. There is a voice calling, keep walking. You're not alone in this world. Uh, where there is hope. Yeah, that's it. That's uh, for him, uh, Where There Is Faith. Written by uh, Billy Simon, actually. Mm. Sorry, we were looking for writers. Point of Grace was the correct answer. Matthew, sorry about that. Wait. <laughs> it's oh my him. gosh, dude! You're what the <laughs> heck? You, <laughs> was I right? Yeah, space? yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, that's right. And you got extra credit points for knowing who wrote it. That's awesome. All right, next song. Uh, this another easy one. Somewhere in the night. Somewhere in the night, I'll shine a light for you. Somewhere in the night, I'll be standing by. So wait, I'm supposed to see the next line after that. Yeah, what's the next line there? It's it's really hard when you're not singing the melody. Um, that's Michael W. Somewhere. Oh, uh, that's uh, I will, I will be here. Somewhere. Somewhere. That's Michael W. Smith. I will be here for you, right? Yep, that's it. Correct. I think Jacob, Jacob's what, disconnected. But I, Chris, did I sing the, the right one. lyric? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will be here for you. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yep. Yep. That was right. All right. That's so a good song right there. It is a good one. It's 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 one of those that's hard not to just sing along to. <laughs> All right. Let's see what else. You All got. right. Let's see. I'm gonna guess this one before you even read it. Watercolor Ponies by Wayne Watson. <laughs> that's a good one. You're 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 that close. That's a good one. <laughs> 70 times 7 by Benny Hester hey, there you go <laughs> when God one. ran <laughs> when God ran by Benny Hester that's what uh, I meant 70 times 7 that's a white heart yeah okay go ahead Chris alright <laughs> started out this morning in the usual way chasing oh, thoughts inside on, my head easy. I thought I had to do all I had to do today that's saddle up your horses 
We got a trail to blaze. Technically, that's not the title, Matthew. No, that's the great adventure. (laughs) Through the wild blue yonder of God's amazing grace, we'll follow our leader to the glorious sun. So, Matthew, we we spoke with Stephen the other day, and I've never fanboyed. We've interviewed a lot of people, and we interviewed him the other day, and I was just like, or Stephen Chapman. Yeah, Don't you know who about, you are? <laughs> I think it's something about having three names that makes you fanboy. Yeah. It's true, Michael W. Smith. Yeah, it's like there's something about that. I, I when I when I was growing up and I saw all the the three named artists, I was like, okay, I got to go with Matthew J. West. And then I was like, well, that sounds too much like Michael J. Fox. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I literally tossed it around for several days, like. Am I adding my name? Am I adding an initial? And then I just went with boring two names. And now nobody fangirls over. <laughs> so I will tell you a so little, a little the behind next... that song. Go ahead. Great Adventure. No, I won't tell you. I won't tell you. You can cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and tell Matthew. We'll cut it out. Go ahead. No, so um, before I got married, like I was saving myself for marriage and – my oh, friends Lord. would always my friends would always joke with me and say they would always be like um, you know your great adventure is coming because like I was engaged whatever and they'd be like you know you better you better get ready to saddle up your horses and they would play that song all the time. <laughs> so that was the anthem of you getting to uh, consummate your marriage. Yes, <laughs> I wish we could have shared that with Stephen, man. I know, I know. I, I wish we could have shared that with Stephen. I thought about. Please it, tell me like, you told Stephen Curtis Chapman that no, story. No. <laughs> Why, did you, Why are you telling me? You should be telling Stephen Curtis that story. <laughs> like, Stephen, we played that song on our honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, wow. we'll cut that one out. Woo! All right. The next one, Matthew. Oh, that's, that's good stuff yeah, right there. That's true. That was a good stuff. The next one is make them wonder what you got. Make them wish that they were not on the outside looking board. Shine. Make them wonder what you got. Make them wish that they were not on the outside looking board. All right, all right. Newsboys, shine. Shine. All right. Make them in the words of it. There it is. Let's make it see good works, man. Yep. I don't remember all the Glorify the Lord. Yeah. Let him glorify the Lord. That's good. Let him glorify the Lord. That's pretty good. You got to do it in that. You got to do it in that. I sort of got that. Furler voice. All right. right, So uh, this one should, I think this one's easy. Jacob put this one here, but you're a girl dad, so I think you got this one. Uh, There's two things I know for sure. She was sent here from heaven, and she's daddy's little girl. Oh. That's Butterfly Kisses by Bob Carlyle. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yep, yeah. Oh, man. That's a tearjerker. It is that a good song, one, yeah. If You know what would really make us cry? If we saw how much money he made off that song. <laughs> <laughs> he, that... he, made, he, he made people cry, but he laughed all the way yeah. to the bank. That song, and I think of the song "Mary, Did You Know" by Mark Lowry. He's, oh. he's making a fortune off that. I mean, how many, how many <laughs> oh, people I mean, have covered that? Oh, the, every now and then, there's like one. There's there are writers who have one song 
that like makes them a lifetime of, of, of a living. It's really, and Butterfly Kisses is one of those songs. There's no yeah. doubt. Christmas mm-hmm. shoes. Yeah, the best worst Christmas song. <laughs> the other night I was at Winter Jam and uh, they asked me, like, they're like, hey, go, uh, would you introduce the, one of the head guys from News Song? He's like, hey, would you, in-? they do the song Christmas Shoes. He's like, how about you introduce us? Like, we surprise the audience that you're here. And so they're like, we got a surprise guest tonight, Matthew West. And I, I go up on stage and they, I didn't tell them what I was going to say, but I was like, you guys, this is the, I'm going to introduce the founders of Winter Jam. I begged them to play Christmas shoes tonight, <laughs> but they said no. And, uh, but uh, yeah, so that that's my funny, that's my funny story. story. Uh, that's awesome. All right, next one. All the colors of the rainbow, all the voices of the wind. Every hand that's reaching out, reaching out to find where you begin, reaching out to find where you begin. Uh, that's um, test for as long as I will live. I will testify to love. I'll be a witness to the silence when words are not enough. Avalon. Yeah. Right. Nice. All right, so you're yourself. Hang on, Jesse. This one, yeah. This one's not on the script. I just want to see if Matthew can can nail the the, the chorus. So this one is I once saw a man with a tat on his big fat belly. With the bull uh, uh, something like marmalade jelly. That's All right. Jesus. <laughs> right? Yeah. He's gonna give yeah, you a little beat. Yeah. See if you can That's do it. Watermelon, watermelon. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> you, you can That's it. That's that I was remember a big that one whole too. rap. You yeah. could have nailed the rap. Yeah, yeah, you could have nailed the rap part if you did your three the th- the middle initial in your name, the three names. You could have nailed that, man. If you were Matthew J. West, that'd have been. I would have been cool enough, you think? It would have been totally easy, man. All right, so you, you you've proven yourself on the classics, but we've got a more recent one, and I want to see if you keep up with your friends' current songs uh, that are on the radio that you uh, have so not we, wrote. Okay. Yeah, the, All right. Yeah, I think it's a song you didn't write. It was kind of hard for us to find a song you haven't been a part of, but uh, uh whatever. So, <laughs> So, uh, I mean, I lost my spot. Okay. On the mountains, I will bow my life to the one who set me there. In the valley, I will lift my eyes to the one. In the mountains, I... That's Hills and Valleys by Torrin. Well, that's it. Yeah. In the valleys, I will lift, lift my hands to the one who sees me there. And I'm standing on the mountain top. I, I didn't get there on my own. And when I'm walking yeah, yeah, through the yeah. valley, now, then, uh, I know I am not alone. You're the god of the hills <laughs> and valleys. Yeah, that's a great song. I think I got most of those lines right. Yeah. You did. You yeah. did. That's awesome. So, Matthew, is there a, while we're on the subject of CCM, is there a funny story? about an artist from long ago that you maybe have been part of or not that you know that you could share with us i mean like funny interaction yeah or just something that happened or on tour with somebody or i think um well when i was in high school 
my I remember it might have been like the first time I ever flew Southwest Airlines. I got on a plane with my parents and I wound up sitting right next to Phil Joel from the Newsboys. And like he had this unmistakable like giant head of blonde curly mm-hmm. hair and I was like holy cow like this I know him that's Phil Joel I'm sitting next to him what the heck and I had a booklet of my CDs you know that you would carry with you and he goes oh mate let me let me let's, let me see what music you have and I was kicking myself for not having any newsboys music right there and i instead i had had everything but the newsboys and so i wound up actually getting to have a conversation with with phil joel uh on a southwest plane and that was fun and then one time i was on a cruise and wayne watson was on it and he entered a karaoke contest but didn't tell him that he was a professional (laughs) Mm. And we were we were on this cruise to Alaska, and when they asked him who he was, he said his name was Al. And when they asked him where he was from, he said Alaska. And the the host said, "You know, we're going to Alaska." He said, "Yeah, I'm going home." <laughs> and and then he like brought the house down and sang, uh, "I want to know what love is. Yes. I want you to show me." And the whole all the all the people were freaking out because he was like really yeah. good, and they didn't realize that he was like watercolor ponies, like Christian singer. So. <laughs> watercolor ponies. That's those are the two stories that come to mind. Off that's of that. hilarious. So Matthew, your album, my story, your glory. When this when this comes out, it drops this Friday, which will be next week. Uh, what else do you have planned coming up this year that you would like to tell our listeners? Well, we did a television special with TBN called My Story, Your Glory. That's going to be airing as well. So people can check their local listings and find that and DVR it. Um, The double album, I'm super excited for people to hear it. Uh, We're also going to be doing a 32-city tour that starts February 23rd. And um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Joining me on, I think, two-thirds of the dates is uh, Mac Powell is actually coming out with me, which is really going to be so much fun i've always been a big fan of him and third day um so it's it's a lot going on you know and then i'm I'm writing songs i just you know i wrote a song yesterday i'll write another one tomorrow like just always writing songs and getting to work i've got a lot of songs coming out um that i've written with some of my friends in christian music that they're putting out and uh just always excited to see what what god can do through these little three minute songs. So I just keep feeling inspired to write music. Is there anything else you want to say about the album? Like that's dropping, man. I just, you know, I'm just, I'm proud of it in the sense that like, I believe in these songs and the messages of the, you know, the, that umbrella statement we talked about the, my story, your glory. And, you know, I always hope somebody finds a little lifeline when they hear it. You know, not every song is for everybody. And that's why you make a record, because there may be something in track 11 that speaks to yeah. somebody. And there may be track 21 might be for that that person who just mm-hmm. really needed to hear it. So I think that's the exciting part about making a record. And uh, you put these things out into the world and you say, OK, Lord, you know, I gave you my best efforts and uh, 
you know, I'm committing it to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, it's just fun after all this time, I've made all these records in my career and I still feel just as excited to pick up a guitar and write a song yeah. as I did 15 years ago. So um, I hope this, I hope the, that excitement comes through when people listen to these yeah. songs. Sure. Well, to wrap up, we'd just like to see if you'd be willing to share something that God has been doing in your life recently. Uh, that you'd be willing to share and build or help build our listeners' faith up. Yeah, I think I'd probably stay. The first thing that comes to mind is the scripture I was reading and writing about in my devotions that talks about the word glory with, uh, with the theme of this album coming out. I've been writing these devotions for my uh, nonprofit weekly. We send out a devotion and, I was thinking about Romans 8:23 where where Paul kind of issues this this soberingly all-inclusive statement, you know, that tells us that all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And just thinking how we're all included in that statement. And so you think, well, how could my story bring God glory? if I have fallen short of that very glory, yeah. which we all have. Mm-hmm. And I just I'm struck by how often I read scripture where if a scripture stopped at a certain point, we would be void mm-hmm. of hope and redemption, right? If it just stopped there, all have fallen short of the glory of God. It, then we'd be like, well, yeah. what the heck am I doing? Yeah. Here right, then? right, right. You know, but it, but it continues on and talks about how we all have the opportunity to be made right in his sight by God's grace, which is a free gift. Yeah. And therein lies the, the, the way that our stories can give God glory is not by anything we do perfectly, but by imperfect us simply receiving the gift of God's perfect love and perfect grace. And there's hope for our stories that fall short of the glory of God to still ultimately be stories that do give him yeah. glory, um, not because of what we've done, but because of what he's done. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like those statements that are like, you know, I was this, but God. I was this, but God said so, like, that's exactly yeah. what it is. And that's ultimately, that's a story lived with that understanding is a story that gives God glory. Yeah. There's no doubt. Well, Matthew, thank you so much uh, for taking the time again and, and chatting with us. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. And uh, my story, your glory comes out Friday, double CD, double album, 22 songs, correct? Yeah. Wow. And so uh, catch him on tour uh, with Mac Powell coming up very soon. You can get your tickets at MatthewWest.com. And uh, next time you come on, man, maybe you and I or, or whoever will go and uh, one-on-one battle in old school, old school, like uh, 80s and early 90s. And I bet I can take you. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, uh, bring it on. That's all I got to say. <laughs> uh... Well, thanks again, Matthew J. West for joining us this week and also uh, for listening dear listener be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and do us a favor go to Apple uh, podcast if you listen on Apple and even if you don't you can still go and leave a review it's super helpful for us make sure it's a five star review let us know what episodes are your favorite and what artists you'd like for us to interview next it's much appreciated and it certainly does help us out be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Christian Music Guys Uh, Go to ChristianMusicGuys.com to keep up with uh, what we have going on and also see how you can join 
and be a part of our support team financially at christianmusicguys.com. We're super grateful for all of our supporters. While there, also be sure to check out our latest blog. You can always find all of our past episodes wherever you may listen so that you never miss an episode. Thanks again. See you next week. Thank you.